Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where to hunt Where podcast. To hunt guess, guess, it's, guess. It's, okay. It's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Nah, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bowhunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. I had one job. <laughs> one job. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast. I'm Eric. Greg Tubbs here, forgetting What's to hit up? the record button. Today is March 10th. 2020 it's a tuesday it's beautiful outside and we we're working on killing the coronavirus killing the corona you know what? i Extra. gotta have a corona where do we put here, those here, things here, right here. we're gonna get it we're gonna kill this corona and then i got two bottle openers here's one so um real quick before we get into the topic as i kill this thing um and our guests who you see in studio with us we'll we'll ignore them for just a minute we gotta keep pushing that yell button there we go um ooh, this smells great so uh, we have to call out our sponsors, the guys and gals and the companies that make this show possible. It certainly, we give uh, we get the energy that we need to do this show. At least I do. Uh, according to Greg on last week's episode, I sweat coffee. You do sweat um, coffee. So Backwoods Grind, backwoodsgrind.com. If you head over to their website, uh, you're going to find that it smells like coffee, which is confusing, uh, <laughs> but it's great. And you can enter code W2H podcast for 10% off. And then I like to say, switch your, switch your fucking boots. Wow. You know, the F word? I had to. I just, wow. you know, if, if you haven't made the switch to Gumleaf Boots, I'm just not sure. I mean, I know that they're a big investment. That's why we give you a discount. So you can enter in code W2H2020 and you're going to get 10% off of these beautiful rubber, handmade, from scratch, comfortable, durable boots from Gumleaf USA. Wow, you crushed it. Okay. I don't need to say anything. Warm over the weekend. They're just great. I did too. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then uh, also, where's the musket powder? It's over there. War Danger says uh, Epstein didn't kill himself, and I believe him. So War Danger is the founder of Musket Powder, which is a seasonal, camp-tested, and uh, it's homemade. So, and uh, it's delicious. It is delicious. We put that shit on everything. So you can enter in code W2H podcast, and you can get a BOGO. Buy one, get one. So you buy one, and poof. Now you get no hands-free. Second one just miraculously repairs. Yeah, it's really That's interesting. Awesome. Real quick, before we get into our interview of the week with our guests in studio, Outdoor Addiction Taxidermy, uh, let's get into our recipe of the week. The recipe of the week. The recipe of the week is brought to you by Musket Powder. Completely cover, then add a little more. Camp tested. You hear that? That's the sound of tastiness. All right, so for those of you that aren't aware or don't know, uh, the Where to Hunt podcast is a live podcast. It, we broadcast it every single Tuesday uh, for, from 7 p.m. Central Time to 8 p.m. Central Time. And one of our listener callers who's called in the show before, he goes by the Instagram 
handle or name or whatever it's called of Chatapillar. And we love it when Chatapillar calls. And Chatapillar has sent us his recipe for our recipe of the week. Um, what it doesn't include is the directions. So these are just the ingredients. And uh, we're going to leave it to y'all to figure out how to put this thing together. And it might be obvious. So these are heck yeah venison bell peppers. And the heck yeah might be in response to us <laughs> from a message we had, but we're going to go with heck yeah venison bell peppers. So what you need are four bell peppers and one. So I'm, my guess is this is going to serve two people. Okay. Um, one pound of venison burger or ground venison meat, two tablespoons of chopped onions, and then one teaspoon of salt, one clove of garlic chopped finely, a can of tomato sauce. Uh, he said he uses about 15 ounces of that and then a cup of shredded cheese. So I've made bell pepper um, meals before where you put all the stuff in the bell pepper and you kind of bake in the oven. So my guess would be you preheat the oven to 350 degrees or something like that. You brown your meat first, um, then you fill the bell pepper with the meat, and then you start putting everything else in there along with it. Or you add some of that stuff to your meat as you're cooking it, like the onion, the garlic, etc. Um, that tomato sauce is where you're going to pour that in there. I'm just thinking about this right now. The the bell peppers are just so good. And by the time they're done cooking in the oven, so maybe it's like an hour, question mark. Um, you know, we'll have to have some of the listeners weigh in on this one or Chatterpillar can weigh in in the comments when I share it. But um, you take that out and that, that bell pepper is going to be nice and soft, lots of flavor, and you can cut that open and let that meat kind of pour over, some of that sauce pour over. So a really good traditional meal, uh, one that I've had before that I enjoy. So I wanted to share that. And uh, Chad, as our submission for this week, you're going to win some musket powder seasoning. So we'll be reaching out. Thanks so much for sharing. And don't forget, folks, by submitting a recipe, uh, the easiest way is if you go to the Where to Hunt Instagram page, you can click on our link in the bio and you're going to see a little tab that says recipe of the week. Once you get there, it takes you to the where to hunt app.com website. And uh, once you're there, you can go ahead and submit your recipe. And that's it. It's pretty straightforward. So we're going to share that. We're going to put the ingredients on our website um, and then you get to win some musk butter. So it's pretty, pretty neat. With that being said, let's go ahead and get back to our interview. So who do we have with us here? What's up, guys? We got Oh, yeah. Good job, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> you did your job. Right on time again. <laughs> right on time. <laughs> we're learning. What's going on, man? I'm Alex, owner of Outdoor Addiction. Uh, I'm Andy, the producer on the podcast. Cool. Number two. Yeah. Number <laughs> not taking a number two. What? <laughs> what? Better where, not be. Yeah. I thought I smelled something. <laughs> I open that window. Come on, Andy, get it together. It was like mothballs. <laughs> he gets a little excited and then he gets a little nervous. So you guys just drove over. The truck looks beautiful. Well, thank you, man. I just yeah. got it too. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe a couple months ago. And it's then nice wrapped rig. it right Got away. it wrapped up. Shout out to Eric, EP Custom Graphics. Okay. I might have to talk to Eric. With He's the man. When you need your truck wrapped, call him up. Cool. Okay. And so, okay. Uh, where are you guys located? Uh, just west of Madison, Blue Mounds, Wisconsin. Okay. Most people know it for the state park. Otherwise, uh, there's uh, Duluth Trading Companies out there. Vortex Optus is right next to us. So a little bit west of Madison, you know, right out in the country. It's a yep. nice area. Do you guys hang out with Vortex a lot then? Yeah, we know a lot like of guys a, that like work there. Cookout. Hey, guys, come yeah. on over. We yeah. keep in touch, hang out once in a while. Yeah. Like they would be frequent guests if I was nearby. Yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> you gotta sure. get like a range. Do you have a range on campus too? They do, but we don't. Oh well, see then. You know, I mean, it's a little bit. We of do shoot energy, guns right? occasionally at gophers and chipmunks and whatever's running around the shop. Nice. <laughs> How that. 
All right, so there's a story here. Uh, I learned about you when someone wrote an article about you in one of the papers. Yeah, last that was fall. the State Journal. Yeah, they okay. came out and did an awesome article. Got a lot of attention for us. Kind of helped get us our message out there. And then you guys found us, but you were already following me before oh, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. When did yeah. you start following us? Uh, I don't even know. It's probably been a couple of years at least. Yeah. So, oh wow! Like I think you had just moved into the shop. Mm-hmm. And then wow, were, yeah, that was like four years ago. Well, then it might have been just after I started. Instagram maybe so right uh, but I think you guys had just moved in you were renting the shop and now you currently have bought the shop so yeah bought it this past year and we do taxidermy deer processing CWD testing uh, food pantry donations lots of other cool services for people that hunt fish we try to make so, it easy everything in one stop, stop. yeah pretty okay sweet. let me wind you up and I'll just Rewind. let you go for a little bit <laughs> like h- how did this happen how good question. You, right. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> and you're young too. I think you're 28. Video, you're 28. Yep, 28. Shit, you're so a puppy. it doesn't I'm feel a little young, puppy. But you are. We're just we're just getting going. Hey, <laughs> cheers, boys. Thanks for having me on. This is gonna be a fun, cheers. fun conversation. Killing the coronavirus, <laughs> one beer at a time. So yeah, guys. I started in my mom's garage eight years ago. Wow. Best place to start a business. All the best business All started the best in mom's garage. Start in a garage or a basement, right? Literally, mm-hmm. or in a weird 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he went back works, right. Time. We have like an old intercom system on the wall. Jeez, that <laughs> is yeah. awesome. I didn't even notice that. Oh man. So yeah, I just you know one day I decided I wanted to start a business. Like literally, just got this idea, and then I picked taxidermy. Yep. No rhyme or reason behind it. You know, I always grew up hunting and fishing, and I'm like, yeah, let's get into taxidermy. Well, not the best idea if you love hunting and fishing because your busiest times taxidermy. Or during hunting. Yeah, during the best times of hunting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I went to a, a taxidermy school, did a little bit of training, kind of got my toes wet, came back, did some stuff for friends, family, you know. You got to start with what you got. I think the first year we did uh, eight shoulder mounts, and I always did deer processing too in the mm-hmm. garage. So I, you know, ever since day one, I had this idea, you know, bring me your deer to get mounted, and I'll process it too, you know, give it a little combo deal type of thing. And eight years later, we processed... Uh, about six to 700 deer this year, 150 shoulder mounts. Yeah, so we're busy. And we're wow. just getting started, though. And you don't just do whitetail deer, obviously. I see yeah, elk and everything bear now. And I mean, we do some ducks. African stuff, rugs, wow. ducks. I mean, you name it, we'll do it. That's another big thing with our business is, you know, we don't turn stuff away. You come in, I don't care how crazy it is, other than pets, we're going to do it. Other than goldfish, I did a goldfish. <laughs> blub blub blub. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Got to give it some blub. I do know someone that does pets, but I won't touch him. <laughs> that's a weird one. That's a weird one. Yeah, it's like what's that? That show Strange Scrubs. Line to cross. Yeah. Do you remember that I'm show not, Scrubs? Where they had the, the oh yeah, they dog. Had Rowdy or whatever the dog's yeah, yeah. name was. Yeah. But it was like funny. I was like, that's not mm-hmm. funny. It's not funny. It's, it's creepy shit. Weird. No. <laughs> no. So no pets. Don't get any ideas, people. Interesting. Wild game. Wild game is where it's at. All right, so that's exciting. That's a shit ton. That has to really kind of uh, like reduce, like not reduce, but compress your learning curve. Uh, yeah, but the way I look at it is, you know, the more the, the more you do, the better you get too. You yeah. know, quantity gives you quality. Yep. That's the way I look at it. And you just can't be afraid to jump in and do stuff, even if you've never done it before. And, you know, the nice thing is I've been at the point for a few years now where it doesn't matter what it is, I can knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. You kind of got the principles down. You understand kind yeah, of the, the yeah. core confidence. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, basically, for taxidermy, you're taking a piece of foam that's sculpted by an artist, using measurements of the animal, recreating it, chopping it up, making the pose you want, making it fit, and then uh, there's some finish work at the end. How do you go about making it 
seem like the animal, like to mimic it, like aesthetically, you know, what if there's like, yeah. a, a strange feature where maybe it has a tuft of hair or. Yeah. Like, and that's really important with taxidermy because you don't want to miss that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, animals all have unique features and you know, that's our job is to recreate that to the best we can to make it look as lifelike as possible. Um, there's a lot of uh, sculpting that goes on. I got some artists okay. that work for me that are really good at that. Um, you know, everything underneath the skin is foam, like I said. So you can chop it up into a million pieces, build it back up, make it bigger here, smaller there, add to it. So when you say it's foam, is it like styrofoam? And then it's like a urethane like some, type of foam. Okay, so yeah. there's like some, there's like a putty or something that you can like start to like mold. Yeah. So on top of that, you can use different clays, clays epoxies. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of. It's very artsy. A lot it's of. All, it's, it's like taxidermy deer. is arts and crafts on steroids. Yeah. All the deer eyes are clay, right? Yes. With like the, the muscle yeah, and tissue muscle around it, yeah. and the eyelids is there's clay on top of the foam, and then mm -hmm. glass eyes. I got to je watch Jeff do mine. I think so, Jeff's watching, or he was, or he will. Cool. He's on there. I think. Yeah. So it was just like you said, he got the, they took measurements of my hide and they said, yep, we need a you know, shoulder mount, you know, a semi sneak pose or whatever, looking left or looking right. They ordered the mount. Jeff looks at it and says, you know what? It's not full enough here. He's got the putty or he's got whatever it is that he makes to, to make it fill out. Mm -hmm. And he, he adds and takes away where he needs to, puts everything in, tucks everything real nice places the eyes just perfect you know and the finishing touches of painting the nose and doing all the the cool stuff like my buck had a big scar under his eye when i shot my buck he actually had his eye poked out from the fight so he had a big scar under his eye and jeff's like oh i can paint that up and make it look i'm like no 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 that, that's got to stay on <laughs> yeah you want to see that okay? that's yeah. character man you got to show yeah. that stuff off so that, that deer that deer was a scrap <laughs> i can make him look real everywhere. good no no i want to yeah. i want a warrior yeah yeah dude <laughs> those are the best I, yeah you got to show those features off yep, yep. battle scars, you know, yep. broken tines, although we do fix signs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, that's an interesting, who the hell talked about that? Derek Melkor. That's right. Yep. I was like, what? Yeah. It's can, a big thing. It's a big thing. Like Derek it's a complicated knows how to, thing too. He's, well, and he's an art teacher, so he knows how to take that stuff and re-sculpt tines and fit them, you yep. know, and, and he knows what stains to use. He's really good at it, but it, you know, you guys have your practice at it too. I'm sure where like you said, repetition is key. And the more you do, the more repairs you make or whatever it is, you'll get better at it the more you do. That's exactly right. That's how taxidermy is. The more you do, the better you get. And so do you guys do year months too? Well, a lot of them, yeah. Like that's, do you get the bugs? No, we simmer them. So we got a method. Okay. Uh, we do several different baths over a long period of time. Keep cleaning the water. You know, keep the temperature nice and low because when you get above boiling, there's a lot of uh, bad things that can happen. Uh -huh. We don't use any harsh chemicals until the end. Then we use some solvents and chemicals to degrease and whiten them. And, you know, there's one way to do a whitetail, but then you get other skulls like bears, boars that are really greasy that you got to add some extra steps to ensure that they don't look wet and yellow okay. two years down the road. But it is bone, you know, that can happen. Yeah. You know, I've seen some really old stuff and, you know, we can, we, we've taken some ones in and cleaned them up, made them look like new. Okay. I painted the one I have over there. I can tell. Flat one. You can't fool me. <laughs> Dude, I'm the skull I didn't man. Do a good job either. Like, I, it's not that bad. It's like the first one I've ever done. If you I'm did like, that yourself and you said you buried it, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, like for real. For doing it that way, that's good. Jeff helped me a little bit at the end. Yeah, no, over. that's He's awesome. Like, We're yeah. gonna put some. Uh, it wasn't baking powder, but it was some sort of like peroxide. Peroxide in there in the bath He's, with yep. it. it well, gonna... the powder is it's powdered bleach, is what that is. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then you mix it with a clear developer. Yeah. 
It was pretty neat. It yeah. stunk like shit. I, know. <laughs> I was like, oh man. He's like, we gotta get the brain out of there. I'm like, yeah, gotta get the okay. Brain out. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yep. Over there <laughs> gagging and then the dog. I got high school kids obsessed. that come in and do that after school. They love it. Yeah, they crank really? the music up and just, just go to brain removing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun stuff. There's no zombies at your place when it all oh, breaks man, out. It's, it's a big biology project for him. And, yeah, I actually and got I one one kid in high school works for me. He's doing a class project with his deer mount. So really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's wild. Yeah. That's pretty neat. So and you pe- live, people are fascinated by taxidermy. And you live pretty close to you? Or you just put a cot in the office there? Yeah, or? actually. So in my building, um, lower level is a taxidermy shop. Maybe it's like 2,000 square feet. Yeah. And then the main floor is the biggest area. We do the deer processing, showroom, loading dock, freezer, cooler, um, all our smokehouse, all the processing stuff. And then upstairs, I have an apartment. Nice. It's like a little self-sufficient area. So, oh yeah, my god, it's great for now. Eventually, I'm gonna be like, I'm. A, I gotta get the fuck out of here. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> but right now, I walk down, go to work. I love yeah. it. Dude, I can really put days some, that you're gonna reminisce on, right? I know for sure. Wasn't yeah. it? It's so. An it's old just cheese factory. Is that originally, it was? it was a cheese factory. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to get a little like uh, uh, pay some homage to that and get like a cheese curd fridge in there or something like that. <laughs> I should. Yeah. My uncle had that when he owned it. He sold cheese Part out of some it. local cheese. I company. know, right? Like, I actually hey, have pictures of it. Yeah. You know, here's your cheese curds for free and you bring us some out. Outdoor addiction curds. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, You're a marketing genius. <laughs> my uncle um, owned the shop before me, and I remodeled the basement, which was a walk-in freezer and a walk-in cooler. Oh, it was a nightmare. For the cheese factory. Yeah, you helped nightmare. me do that. Oh, God. It was fucking insane. Oh, like, wow. Oh, my gosh. There's I don't like even want to talk about it. styrofoam board with... I don't know. Like you gotta have a foil certain, on it almost. You gotta have an R value in there in order to keep the cold. Oh, in. there was an yeah, R value. There was like was, ten different layers. Just a regular, yeah, just a regular base. <laughs> it was like R sixteen thousand. Yeah, nice. two inch styrofoam with like some foil on it, mm-hmm. and it tar broke paper. Off. Yeah, it broke off in little like baseball sized pieces. Oh my! And it was the entire taxidermy shop. Yeah, the rip ceiling. The best part is everything. Andy's going to town on the ceiling, and boom, it's a water pipe. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the water starts flying everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You're probably that's so terrible. confused. Why am I wet? What's happening? Yeah, I. I used to do demo, so I, he asked me to help. Out of all like, people, oh, yeah. the guy who used and to I'm do the demo guy who hits, hits the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're just in demo mode, man. Yeah. Yeah, Hulk smash, right? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we tore that apart. You know, at that point, I was just by myself doing mounts. Had a little uh, showroom up front, and if now... If you know they will come, you're like, oh, my God, somebody please drop off a deer. Yeah, <laughs> I hope man. this all works. Funny story. So, the <laughs> first year after I went to taxidermy school, I mounted one deer in taxidermy school. Mm-hmm. This is like a pretty popular taxidermy school, but it was an old dude, really old methods, you know? So I had to go out and convince people to bring me their deer to mount. Yep. <laughs> After doing one deer. Hey, let me mount your deer. I'm a professional taxidermist. <laughs> so you got to be a good salesman. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'll give you a real good discount and I'm going to learn a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how you start. Yep. I mean, you got to be honest with people. And they're like, oh, cool. But you got to be confident. Like half the price of this other guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's how you start. So the first year, I think I charged three fifty dollars for a shoulder mount, and now mm-hmm. they're seven twenty five. dollars So you get what you pay for. Yep. That's yeah. funny, because that's how I, like, not that it matters for this show, but I did logos. Mm-hmm. And I started, I did a couple for free for friends. Yeah, family. dude, you have to. That, you got to bootstrap it. Got my up, and then I was like... I'll charge a hundred bucks now. I charge like five hundred dollars. I know, right? man. Like, yeah, and in, in, in ten years from now, it'll yeah. be a thousand or yeah, two thousand. Maybe, maybe I'll stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Once you make it big, podcasting. I'm time consuming, <laughs> but I, I love it. So it's actually been fun to help people out like you guys, like in the industry. Yeah, like, super cool. Oh yeah, do the logos. Yeah, let's do some. Hell yeah, man. Especially people in the outdoor industries. 
Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, that's not important at all. Fuck, fuck logos. That's I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about marketing. I love it. So that's, I think, one of the things that stood out about you most when I was paying attention. Yeah. I'm like, this guy gets it. You know? <laughs> and you have the chops to back it up. And, yeah. you know, as a marketer, you, you have to. Otherwise, you got you're to. just selling a shiny turd, right? This is my marketing um, little slogan. You got to be omnipresent. You got to be yep. everywhere all the time. Yep. At the same time. I think you're doing a good job with that. <laughs> this will help. I mean, I do I do all of it on my own, so that's what I really can't wait for is to hire someone to help mm-hmm. me do that. That's yep. when we're really going to start taking off. Yeah, it makes Because, I mean, there's a direct correlation with your marketing and your sales. Mm-hmm. Like, it's exact. The more you market, the more your sales go up. Yep. You know, as long as you got good product and services. And you but do. being yeah. the best known is yeah. very important. Well, and I don't know of anybody else that's like a one-stop shop. No, there's not. No. No. Right. Not yeah. like us. I do know someone... Who does the same thing I do down in Texas? Okay, but that's Texas. We're, we're like really good friends, and she's on the opposite end of the world, so it works out great. Yeah, and you can probably jam with each other a little bit, like all the time. What are you doing this? Or all the time, that? every day. <laughs> Shout nice. out to Otea Taxidermy down in Texas. Sweet. Maybe she knows Ward. <laughs> you never know, San Antonio. <laughs> so, you know, taxidermy. You've heard your horror stories, right? They're, oh my gosh! Oh, I didn't. The guy we went out of business trying to get my deer back. Mm-hmm. Right, it's taking forever. I haven't heard. Anything. That's one of my biggest motivators, right? Oh, it gets my blood back. A lot of that. My Taxidermy dad has victim to that. Yeah, my dad too. Maybe that's why I'm so inspired to kind of change the game up to standards like that. Knock that shit off. We got to be businessmen, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good artists, terrible businessmen, but yeah. I think you should be both. Yeah, the technician, not the business person. Yeah, yeah. like a year is like the maximum you should take because here's the problem when you get over a year, you get into the, the same season that you're already not completed. Well, it, it's a scaling effect of getting behind and then it just, it spirals downward. And yeah, that's interesting. You know what I mean? And how long does it take to do a mount? I mean, a, good job? a deer, a professional, you know, a beginner could take 18 hours, but a professional can do a deer in about six, seven hours really? of working time. But it's probably a 30-day right. process because we tan too. And you're like probably a real jumping tan. around a little bit, right? Totally jumping around. So it starts off with caping, put it in the freezer, then you tan it, which is a whole other process that I've mastered over the years, to prepping the hide, mounting the hide, and then letting it dry for a couple weeks, and then doing your finish work, the art okay. stuff, the painting, the epoxies repairs fixing scars or making them look like real scars because when skin dries it doesn't look like a live animal so Hmm. you got to go back in paint it touch it up clean it up you know make it look like it's alive Hmm. yeah through the tanning process it loses like the nose turns more of a grayish color colors change yeah even like the scar under my deer's eye you couldn't even tell it was more of a kind of like a mortician yeah (laughs) yeah when people say can you do my grandma? I'm like, I'm not a mortician. <laughs> I had one guy tell me, he's like, hey, can you mount my ex-wife? I'm like, uh, oh, well, I mean, which way would you see her? Let me see her. <laughs> That's a taxidermy joke right there. <laughs> I think. Right? right. <laughs> no, that's a hard no. Not a mortician. You got a picture? Okay, no. No, no, no we're not doing that. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you Andy's number. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And so you, Andy, and you're doing the podcast stuff. So uh, what does that look like? Yes, yeah, so we just how are you guys doing we'll, that? we'll back up there. We started it this summer. It took about three months to figure out how to do one episode. Yep. It, All right, it didn't go well, um, <laughs> dude. If it's a podcast, yeah, hey, that's how you know started. It's how was your first episode? So I, I have a video that'll be produced probably this weekend, nice. and you'll see exactly how yeah. my first episode. Way went. different than today. So Jared Scheffler is my first guest, and it went something like this. Uh, with this online today, we have Jared Sh- with White Tail Adre- Adrenaline. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> it was bad. You're like for me, and then I this. did this. I did this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anxiety. I was pretty bad. I was in my room in my apartment. I was in college full time. I'm like, what the fuck? 
fuck am I doing? Dude, he's like, why am I your first guest? I'm like, great question. I'm not sure. <laughs> the nice thing is that when we started, you know, I've been in business for eight years. I've learned a few things. I told Andy, I'm like, we're going to suck at first. And I promise you we're going to get better. We just got to yeah. stick it out. Yep. And we've done 11 episodes, so we're still pretty new at it. We're, now we're getting consistent to that every every week. But well, technically, we've done like 16 episodes. Probably. We've trashed a couple of them. Yeah. Like, these are absolutely a couple, terrible. A couple of early ones got trashed, but yeah. we, we've been on a roll. Yeah, Sand Crusher big there? Yeah. I talked to Audrey Pfeffi with Sand Crusher. Mm-hmm. I did a full episode with her. Thanks, Audrey. Thanks for being on the show. We're good to go. Go to produce it, and it didn't record her side of the conversation. So you just hear me oh. completely gone, wasted. Just didn't work. I don't know what happened. It had, had something to do with the dual channel. So I don't, I don't know, right? Yeah. Called her back. Hey, Audrey, um, do you want to help me out here and do another one of the same exact thing? <laughs> Forgot to hit record. How effing embarrassing. <laughs> you know? She yeah. felt so bad for me that she sent me back yeah. and I did a logo for it because I was like, I have to reciprocate. <laughs> <laughs> Bootstrap. She, does, she has the bug. She does the skull mounts. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. What's yeah. what's the name? Uh, In Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah. She's local. Really? Um I love meeting people. Oh, darn it. I'll find it. All right. Not right now. I'll Andy, back there. to the podcast. Okay. So, yeah, we listen to podcasts all the time, decided let's do one. Can't be that hard. Um, I have absolutely zero background in computers and okay. sound and everything. Yep. So, it's been a real challenge. Same. I get, yeah, I get yelled at a lot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but they're turning out okay. So, that's good. Uh, <laughs> the amount of I don't know what I'm doing, you'd be surprised yeah. that that's I have what, half of this. <laughs> anything in business or starting from something or any project you're working on, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You start, you don't know, and you figure it out as you go. But here's the thing. I sh- figure it out in the moment, and then I have no recollection. Dude, I can't yeah. oh, calculus in college. <laughs> really? I couldn't do that. And, but, I, but I can't, like, do math, <laughs> you know, because in the moment, you figure it out. Yeah. And it then I'm like, like I don't need this anymore. Kidney stone right, right. Got to write, bad. write yeah. stuff down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we took a, and, took a Christmas break for ours, and we had it all set up, did, like, seven or eight episodes, took a three weeks off or something, and came back to it. Yeah, because during gun season, like, yeah. I don't know. Somehow ever. the computer got messed up, and I couldn't figure out how to get it to record the computer, and it took an 11-year-old that was there with his dad for the podcast to he fix did it. it all. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Kid yeah. was a genius. <laughs> That's what I'm you like, want. dude, you, you need, need to start him. your own, like, yeah. kids podcast. <laughs> you need to bring him on board <laughs> yeah. as your 11-year-old intern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? It's amazing. <laughs> I don't remember. Jonathan Braun. Um, do you know Sportsman Alliance, Jonathan Braun? Uh, it's his I son. Do. I do know yeah. Sportsman Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I know Jonathan Brown, but I've had Sportsman yeah. Alliance on the show before. Well, you'll have to get Jonathan on. He's, okay. he's the man. He may have called in once upon a time. It's possible. We've had quite a few callers. In fact, by the way, folks, hey, we're live right now. For those yeah, please watching. call in. I want some taxidermy questions. Yeah, taxidermy let's questions. get dirty with taxidermy. Let's, let's get you on the line here. But we'll keep going because people, I don't know. This is like I've learned. I might have to change the time of the show because I've learned this when everyone puts their kids to bed. Yeah, you got to do it like five. Time. Yeah. Like so when I go on Facebook better? or Instagram, five mm-hmm. o'clock's the sweet spot. Interesting. Something to think about. That for lives at least. I mean <laughs> yes, I'm, uh, podcasting yeah, from the truck. <laughs> Hold on a second, I gotta pump <laughs> the brakes. Hey asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg has quite the commute. Yeah, I do. Where do you come from? Miller Park to Lake, Lake, Mills, Lake Mills and Miller Park, man. It's a hike. Are you a brewer? Wow. I could be, dude. He's a broom. Yeah. He should be. I can see the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Stand up and look look through the through the window from my desk. I can see the stadium. That's legit. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty. You get to yeah. see all the people puking in our bushes from opening day. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. I can't wait. We should start uh, laying bets on those things. Right. <laughs> what time do you think we're gonna get our first puker? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when we should. I mean, it's Wisconsin. They start early. Dude, can't you just like not work that day and walk over and join them for a little bit? At least yeah, tailgate lunch. I have yeah. a couple beer bugs. I'll be right back. <laughs> I snuck over and thought about borrowing a couple beers and some food. 
I'm gonna go get a real a real fresh Johnsonville brat. Just do uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Just do I it. mean, and we're right downwind, so I can smell whatever. It's gotta be a holiday for your company. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Hey, sorry, the office is closed today. Yeah. Uh, it's opening day. Well, we, we are doing. Our, we do do our own tailgate for opening day at work. Okay, good. There you go. And we just at least you get out there once. Yeah. So we got a sky deck that overlooks oh, Tuker Alley now, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> I could be grilling burgers and watching people Ralph. Nice. Oh, well, this was good. I'm done no, now. It's fine. <laughs> strong stomach. It's all lost good. my appetite. Nah. So Speaks. the venison processing. Or yeah. Processing. Yeah. Um, so I'll back up a little bit. Yeah. So I always did that in my mom's garage. Okay. I talk people into like, hey, give you 10 bucks off your shoulder mount if you process your deer. Plus, mm-hmm. it saves you time. You don't got to go here. You don't got to go there. Just give it to me yes. now. Yep. Get on with your life. And that's translated into like a huge part of my business. You bring it to me. We take care of everything. You get on with your life. Mm-hmm. And we got a reputation now, you know, so people trust us. You said you did, was a 700? Um, yeah, I haven't even counted. That's how busy I am. And then you did 100. It's about 650 some, to 700. Yeah. So let's just say a 700, 150 mounts. 150. What percentage well, of those are? 150 is like total probably shoulder mounts. Okay. Um, deer were at around 130 some, 130, 140. And are those all people that are processing too? Or Not everyone. Some people that. Processing, you got to remember too, you get the does in there, right? That's true. So, I mean, you get you way might. more, way more to process. But, you know, if you include skulls, total mounts, fish, birds, Everything we do, I mean, four or five hundred a year. Okay, mounts we're cranking out. Yeah, yeah, in a twelve month period. Our, my season is like September first. We had some venison spaghetti that Holly cooked. Yeah, um, but I'm excited to try what you guys have. Yeah, I brought you some uh, addiction sticks. That's our snack stick. Addiction sticks. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. So that's my that. I, well, yeah, I took a little look inside. Did the you box. know about this? Because you've been following them forever. Well, I don't. <laughs> I'm really excited about this now, guys. Yeah, it's going to be able to focus the rest of the podcast. That's actually that. my next business venture is selling this to the public. Okay. So, like, I buy elk, you know, from USDA facilities, yep. venison, because I can't sell wild game. Mm-hmm. That's highly illegal. I wish you could, because I'd, well, I'd shoot gray. deer. I've done sell. some research on this. <laughs> it's a little gray, because there's just basically one checkbox that has to get marked from the USDA and a Maybe another, but it has to be processed in a place where someone comes and checks it. So right. in Texas, they get around this by having a mobile processing station. Yeah. And then someone comes and says, yep, it's not diseased. You're good to go. You can sell this from your ranch or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it could, in like in Texas, everyone's got a ranch. That's what it mm-hmm. is down there. Everyone's mm-hmm. got a, got their ranch. They could shoot it and they could do that. My friend down there who does deer processing, they don't even get inspected by the health department. We get inspected by the health department. Interesting. Yeah. So we got we got to be up to code. And so how do you how do you sell? So you're gonna maybe sell elk and some other things. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do is make addiction sticks or jerky Mm -hmm. and retail it and sell it all over the country. Because if I go to the Sportsman's Journal show that was just on this last weekend, or like maybe the Madison Deer and Turkey Expo, I can buy like alligator sticks. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. There's a huge market for it, and I know my stuff's good. Mm-hmm. And with the marketing, I think we could we could do some big things. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, and the name is great. How did you come up with the name, by the Dude, way? Dude, a kid who works for me, he's like, you should call him Addiction Sticks. So How'd you come up with Nick Sailing? Got to give him the shout out. <laughs> Funny story. So have you ever had a hard time naming something like this podcast? Mm-hmm. So I went online, how to name a business. <laughs> <laughs> Jumble a bunch of words together, pick your favorite you did ones. did a generator. Did a gen? Yeah, legit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I had like obsession, ridiculous. <laughs> Good enough taxidermy. Good enough. <laughs> this is the okayest podcast. Okayest taxidermy. <laughs> my stickers aren't here yet. I would have given you some. I'll have to ship more. Right? Two months later, outdoor addiction. Boom. And then my girlfriend, like, at the time, drew me up a logo, and it's what it is today. She did a good job. Yeah, she did a really good That's job. That's nice. Yep. Yeah. It's got a rowdy feel to it. It does. Yeah, it's rustic, and you can see it. And you got two that, different This versions. is the original logo right okay. there. 
right now it's it's either outdoor addiction or outdoor addiction taxidermy and wild game processing okay. because that's the other business is okay. wild game processing. We got to think about tagline for you. Yeah, we do. Well, so good, you want to put it in your mouth. Yeah, no limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> don't go with that. Funny, one. I got to say this because it's hilarious. So the guy who the building I was in was deer processing for thirty years. Okay, my uncle took it over from that guy, and then I moved in, rented the basement for taxidermy, and then I bought my uncle out. Yep. So. My uncle's business was Uncle Jimmy's Deer Processing, but the guy f- before him was Dick's Quality Meats. So we would always say, Uncle Jimmy beat Dick's meat. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's kind of good, though, too, that you, like, have... It's a known location for it is, deer processing. Yeah. So, like, Huge benefit to that. A big deal. Yeah. And we're right on Highway 151, which goes, you know, in a roundabout way, almost out this way. I mean, it's a it connects to 94, 39, the Beltline. It goes from Madison to Dubuque, right? Does that run yeah. north, south, or east, west? It runs east, west. Yeah. All right. So that, I'm but then to... it goes up. If you go through Madison, East Wash, it goes to like Beaver Dam area, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It goes right up towards Horicon. Horicon, yeah. So Horicon we get tons of people passing by mm-hmm. that drop their stuff off, which you told me today. You're like, hey, you're on the way you're back. closer because we've been going to the place in Johnson Creek. Yeah. It's Pernance. Um, Pernance, yeah. Yep. And I think it's good that I've had. I don't know, whatever. But they're not a one-stop shop. Like, so my dad got uh, a symmetrical eight, and he's like, eh, maybe get a mounted, but the year amount, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, it didn't have a lot of mass to it. Um, he ended up getting a year amount, but it would have been one of those things where he, he had to do a double stop, you know? And, and just think and about the that. CWD testing, and you have to come back and get it two different places. <laughs> True. Yeah. Think about the driving, the time, like what's your time worth? How much does it cost to drive your truck from point A to point B? Sure. I mean, yep. I'm saving you money for and, sure. And Tons you, of time. You know, like... I don't know the way you're treating it like a real business, right? Not just some yeah. guy doing a thing. I think the processors do it way better than the taxidermists. There's a lot of really good meat processors in the area. Some of them I'm friends with, mm-hmm. and you know, they help me out. You know, I buy some stuff from them. They give me advice, and then you get the taxes taxidermists over here that are, for the most part, don't get me wrong. There's good ones, but yeah. there's for the most part, I find they're terrible business people. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to change that. Yeah, and no offense, like people are out there doing what they do and it's a hobby right more than it's a business right and a lot of people do it on the the side beer money or in the garage you know yeah which is cool because that's great which is great yeah Yeah. keep doing that what about the so we had mitch baker on our show he was in studio like you guys i think we had a table different direction which made it hard because we're all doing this to each other (laughs) so this is better (laughs) uh but he is a quite the voice around chronic wasting disease right along with doug duran um oh man see i gotta I got to get those guys on the podcast and talk to them because we're he in ground be, he's not far zero. From you. Well, and he's yeah. not far. He's right up in Sauk County. Yeah. In fact, he lives. You got to introduce me to that guy. We, for we, sure. We, we I can do that. I just talked to him. Mitch will probably watch. Mitch always gives me the thumbs up. I'll send him a text when we leave here but, or whatever. But, but like, we're okay. We are in ground right? zero for chronic wasting. Yeah. So you're doing that testing right there. We do it right there. Iowa County. It started as the bird flies like three miles from my shop. We're the number one test site in the state. Wow. Probably in the country because yeah. we're in the worst area, Wisconsin is. This whole season, there's, what, two, three people from the DNR there every day? Just For gun season? Yeah, yeah, DNR comes. DNR comes, yeah. helps out, which is greatly appreciated. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do like, it during per, gun per, season. Per, per, no offense to those guys, but they didn't do season. They don't do anything. Yeah, and there's other places that have that say, fuck it, we're not doing it anymore. Because no. it, it's a huge pain in the ass. Like, I'm not going to lie. Huge pain in the ass. But I do it to serve my customers. In, One-stop shop. Yeah even if it's harder, but it also gets me new customers. Like I get people that come in, get their deer tested. Two years later, they bring me a deer, bring me a duck, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. You know, 
What's the What's the deal you got this year? Where you hold it until test comes back? Yeah, that yeah, so, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask. And that we're question. this is in the works. You know, we got a rough draft, and we're rolling with it. So. We run into the issue where people bring us their deer, we get it done, and then they call us and say, hey, we don't want it. It's positive. Oh, shit. Yeah. I oh, totally man. didn't even consider that. Yeah. More than you would think we get that. I believe what's that. The, it's really frustrating. And you can't, what's you can't the percentage donate of that? it either. No, you can't. That's a big problem. Right, yeah. so then, can't donate it. So you get to throw it out. So you yeah, but I have friends that will take CWD positive meat yeah. and eat it. Because there's never been a com- confirmed I have a really Dude, full you're going to get coronavirus, not CWD. <laughs> Dude, yeah. like, let's I've be real. been joking, but like, <laughs> I people think I'm stupid, which is comical because like I come off that way. But I'm like, no, no, it's West Nile. I don't want to get West Nile. I'm like, dude, it's coronavirus. I'm like, no shit, asshole. I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just right? keep calling it swine flu, coronavirus, <laughs> yeah. West Nile, or like, what's the other yeah. one? The Heine SARS. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we did something yeah. else over there. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get SARS. I'm like, it's coronavirus. <laughs> I, I don't want to get the swine flu right <laughs> because they thought I was serious. I'm like, you must think I'm pretty stupid. Oh man. That's awesome. <laughs> you got to try it next time you talk to someone. Yeah. There's no, what's going around. Is this the swine flu? <laughs> you should be wearing a mask. Ebola's going around. <laughs> I'll give you $200 for that hand sanitizer over there. <laughs> yeah. It might come to that. Dude. I know. Luckily I feel pretty good. If shit hits the fan, I got a freezer full of meat. I got lots of toilet paper. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> that's something important. Yeah, <laughs> but no, the, the, the chronic wasting disease testing, like, yes. even, though all, even though it's a pain in the ass, that's huge pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And here's why: because the people that don't get it, but tested, it's a huge they never benefit. Find out they don't even know. They don't even and know. That's not good. There's for a lot of people. All of us. Right? Yeah. So even if you don't give a shit, test your deer because it's we need the data. data. Yeah. Exactly. So you yeah. get it. And people don't understand that. Um, even that's people weird. that are like, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna eat it. Dude, just please test it. Help, yeah. help them out. And it's easier for us because when people don't test it, that's when stuff gets tricky. It's easier just to assume everyone's going to get it tested. Maybe sure. I'll start doing that. Be like, we'll just automatically going to do well, it. Here's a big question. But but if people don't give us the location of the deer they shot, yep. which some people won't, they're not going to oh, tell us. Interesting. Yeah. It's their honey It's hole. a fucking deer, dude. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're big ones everywhere. <laughs> like, to, it, And I'm not even hunting. You can yeah. tell me, out of all people, your secret's safe with me. <laughs> but we're not allowed, per the DNR, to test if the, they refuse a location. Really? I yeah. feel like they should. Oh, okay. No, which is fine. We don't. Long. You have to. We're, we don't. That, that's County, a very rare you know? thing, too. Yeah. You know, most people they don't care. Yeah, I don't. I'm happy. to I don't people. care either. Yeah, I have. A, I have no honey holes. I guess so. Maybe that's my problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just <laughs> no, a little, I have a couple. Little nubbin buck. I don't want to yeah. hunt there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no. It's a. It, it is a great thing, and I'm very glad we do it. Yeah. You know, you come here. Doesn't matter what you need. We'll get you taken care of. And do people get their own deer back, or is that getting? Mixed yeah. Up? So there's. There's a, question, a few right? different parts to that. Yeah, I get that all the time. So I need to get this message out there. You bring me your deer, all your fresh cuts, which are your backstrap, your steaks, your roast, your chops, anything that's not processed. Mm-hmm. 100% every time, no exceptions, always your own in my business, mm-hmm. all the time. And for sausage, everything's made in big batches, 250 pounds. You don't have a choice or more. Matter. Yeah. You do. We offer private batches, but you need to bring me 50 pounds to do that. Hmm. Because our equipment, we have large equipment, you you get good quality. Pork to make up the difference, or something. Yeah, so we sell beef and pork, whatever you want. Okay, you know if you, okay, so sausage is seventy thirty, so we need thirty five pounds of venison, fifteen pounds of fat content, which would be our pork that we add to it. So you bring me thirty five pounds of venison, I can make you your own batch of sausage, Hmm. which is we do a ton of that. You'd be surprised, but for some people, they want five pounds of this, five pounds of that. I can't do that for a private batch. Cooking a lot of the stuff yourself too. We do everything in house. Are you doing so? Smoke, I'm asking, grinding like, grinding and smoking, yeah, yep, curing, smoking, curing, mixing, smoking. grinding, 
I made venison brats last weekend. Yeah, how'd they go? Italian, dude, they were dry. I overdid it. So I boiled you didn't put them. Pork in. I boiled them, and so I didn't do it. Someone else did. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> but, but <laughs> your, okay. Tell me what you put in there. I want to hear. I'll help you out. Things. So I paid someone, right? I paid where I, where I took my deer. They did. Oh, the, I they did the it's already Italian brats. The name's but, already out there. But yeah. it's okay. Um, <laughs> It could have been me. So I boiled them, and then yeah. I put them on the grill. I think I just put them on the grill a little too long. Well, venison's really lean. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I don't know. There, there are places that charge less for stuff. They're not They're not adding what we add. Okay. They might be using more venison mm-hmm. to get the cost down. You know, mm-hmm. I'm adding quality beef and pork to our recipes. Um, venison's really lean. You need fat. Fat equals flavor. Yep. So yep. if you're against fat, good, don't eat it. But it was just sausage. a dry. It was just dry. I just Too dry, yeah. There yeah. needs to be more fat in there. Okay. You know? But if you had too much, it will grease out. So you'll... Smoke sausage, and then there'll be grease pockets and grease bleeding out of it. Interesting. Yeah, so there's a fine line. Especially when you get into doing bear and pigs. They're there's very, very fatty. Animals. Very so greasy, yeah. Yep. And we do those for people, but I always give a disclaimer. Hey, we're going to run this just like our venison. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes stuff can grease out. That's just a risk you got to be willing to take. Hmm. No, Joel. Which just means it's extra greasy. November I mean, did, it still tastes good. Right. He did venison hot dogs, and he drove up to yeah, Green Bay for some that place. Plate, wherever those he was in Green Bay, that was the best. I've not had dogs. something that good in any food category in a long yeah. time. I'll send you some. We do regular hot dogs and new this year, chili cheese dogs. Ooh, I'm okay. telling you, game changer. <laughs> chili cheese dogs are off the chart, and there's a lot of chili powder in them, so they got some kick. Interesting. It's ultimate tailgate. Venison chili dogs, dude. Nice. Have you had our hot dogs at all? Yeah. Our wieners are really good. Like, I need to bring you guys some. Just Interesting. To, it's dude, just such I, a different thing to do with deer, too. That's how I promote my process. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, what do you mean venison hot dogs? Venison, venison hot dogs. Yeah. And then we did it. Awesome. And I was like, we saw a lot of words. Awesome. I, I think yeah. I would trade that for any And then we didn't have the butt. <laughs> I just wasn't yeah, eating sure. it. And I was oh, like, yeah. this is delicious. For sure. You know? Yeah, that's no. awesome. They're mm. good stuff. Venison brats. So that's your guys' favorite? So far, it was my buddy. Venison Well, I mean, I've got another couple. You would really like ring bologna. Okay. Yeah. If you like the wieners, you'd like the wing bologna. I did. I think I threw one oh, in. Yeah. There's a Polish sausage. In yep, yep. Yep. Polish sausage. Yep. Oh, see, I, yeah. I, I have a lot. If you of like the wieners, you like German. The wiener, my, so, like, yeah. my mother's main name ends in ski. So, you never know by Eric Clark, but <laughs> pretty Polish. Clark ski, eh? Oh, Clark ski. So, okay, we're uh, coming up to forty-ish minutes Jeez, in, and uh, I want to hear a little bit about turkey season and how people should be. Uh, shooting those birds if they intend on getting them out and how they should be bringing them to you or other taxidermists. Oh, I love this. And Especially with birds. Mm-hmm. Think of it this way. If you shot a buck and you slit it right in the neck wide open, we're not going to use that cape. Well, same thing goes for birds. If you blow them up, feathers are missing. It's probably not a mountable specimen. Maybe we can do something different with it. Like if you wanted a life size, we could pro- possibly alter the pose if it's tore up pretty good. Flopping, that can make or break your bird. Because mm-hmm. we're only going to mount some if it's going to look top notch. Sometimes we can adjust the pose. Switch the mount. We can do fan mounts, breast mounts, splatter mounts, cape mounts, life size, tail, wing. I mean, there's so many things we do with turkeys. Sometimes people just show me a picture. Sure, we'll do it. Anything. Okay, so if you're going out there and you want a life size, like, especially strutter mount, that's the most popular, you know, when they're full strut. If that turkey's strutting, call, make a noise, do something to get him to pop his head up, come out of a strut. You have a foot-long neck. Put it right on his head, blow his head off. Because we can use artificial head or freeze dry it and repair it. So the headshots really would be a good thing. By it's a far. thing it, in turkey hunting. If they're not strutting. Yeah. If they're strutting, you could destroy Just think about that. Shooting into the fan, into the breast. Well, you're tearing all that up. Destroying it. off yeah. all over the yeah. place. And you'll get, you will get to a point where there's too many feathers missing for it to look good. 
that's that where we're going to draw the line. So yeah, just make them pop their head up. Here's another thing. If you really know you want to get a full strut mount or a life size in any matter, bring a buddy with you. So yeah. Let's say Andy's out there with me. Wear leather gloves, okay? Yep. As soon as I pull that trigger, you run out to that bird, pick it up with both hands, both feet. Don't grab one foot. It will kick the shit out of you and send you to the hospital. <laughs> I've heard a couple people spur stories. I don't know if you've heard any. Oh, like, yeah. rip you open. Yeah. Hold it upside down. Just hold the feet up. Blood rushes to the head. And boom. It expired pretty quick. Stop mm-hmm. flopping. When they hit the ground and start flopping, yeah, the feathers might not all come out then, but they're loosened up. And during the mounting process, we skin yeah. them, clean the skin, you know, start drying it like they feathers start dropping out. They start dropping out. Yeah. Turkeys can be challenging because a lot of people might not know any of it. Turkeys are a huge yeah. pain in the ass, but the best thing is, is <laughs> start with a good specimen. People haven't done that. Like my turkey, man. I don't know. Usually we can get by with a alternate pose. You know, okay. yeah. it takes a good bird to do a full straw mount hmm. because their feathers are lifted up. Every time one's gone, you have a black spot or a dark area, okay. or you can see their down feathers. Yep. Have you ever had a guy shoot one in the ass and bring in like half the fan in one hand and the turkey in the other? I have just not. pick up feathers? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what do you what think was, we're going to do? What Super was glue Matt telling us? He said someone brought a bird to him with, in a bunch of feathers in a bag. We got a call here, guys. Oh, let's oh, take yeah. it. We got Mr. Jeff Genke. What's going on, buddy? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good. We're having a good doing? time. Great. We're happy you called. We've been talking about you for a while. I've been hearing my ears have been ringing. <laughs> <laughs> it's tinnitus. It's... <laughs> No, I thought I'm sitting here listening to you guys and a great conversation going on. I was wondering if you guys want to point out some of the uh, things when you look at competitors' mounts, try to find their flaws or what are things that, you know, a good educated customer should pay attention to, like brisket or eyes or, you know, the anatomy parts of the taxidermy that the hacks kind of take for granted and just bang them out and push them on down the line. Right, right. No, that's a great question. I don't really like compare mounts with other people, but what I do tell people is the two most important things are mount, the, and this is what you're going to look at. What am I looking at right now talking to you? Looks like you're looking at my profile. Your eyes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes. I'm sorry. And the antlers. <laughs> Number one most important thing. We use high quality eyes. There's cheap eyes. If you just see like a black or a super dark brown eye versus a, a high end glass eye, that will the same mount will look 10 times better. So the eyes are the most important, correct anatomy. You know, I get I get a few redos every once in a while where the eyes are just not sculpted right and they just don't look right. I'm sure you've seen them out like that, where the eyes just don't look right. What That's if what he had a lazy eye in, in the living life? I mean, I hope he has a picture <laughs> to put next to it to prove it. <laughs> like, no, I really did. Look at that. <laughs> eyes and antlers are the most important thing. You know, you can look at look at the, the sewing. You want the sewing to be... Good. You don't want to see skin popping out and seams busting and really thick skin. Tanning is very important. If you don't tan the skin properly, you're going to have cracking, um, skin pulling away, all sorts of different issues down the road. And um, this is more of a taxidermy kind of thing. I see things that no one else is going to see, right? Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. there's high-end forms that cost a little bit more, and then there's basic forms that look kind of boring and stiff too. So, you know, get you mm-hmm. a taxidermist that... Spends the money, gets the good forms, the good eyes, you know, and his mounts really show for it. You should be able to tell what's on a your, wall a side-by-side comparison. What's your preference on forms? What manufacturer do you feel has got the mo- the best fit for a Wisconsin deer? Because I kind of found different ones for different parts of the country. Do you do taxidermy? Who's fit and I do. Okay. So it, it, there's several different forms. I get most of my stuff through supplier called McKenzie, but McKenzie... 
they buy yep. all these other companies out and all these different artists lines of yep. forms. So there's tons and tons of different lines of forms within this one company. They're pretty much a monopoly. Um, they keep buying up all the little guys and they have a lot to offer. I get most of my stuff through there. Um, it depends on what pose you're looking. If you like a, a semi upright 8400 series, it's a really big mature look. They're huge forms. Semi sneak. I like the 6900 series cause they're really muscular. They got big necks and you can cut the heads off, swap, swap heads out. So especially during the rut, right? You get uh, giant necks, even on younger deer. Um, so you can get a big form with the head, maybe too big, cut the head off, swap it out. But um, yeah, those are probably the, the two, I, my go-to for semi-upright, semi-sneak, which are more popular in my shop. Mm-hmm. And then there's a new one too, a 9900 series. That's an upright. That's got the nice brisket. Mm-hmm. Good, good definition. I like, you know, right. Wisconsin deer are heavy, big, swelled up, we huge, this last week. huge bucks, right? And I want to show that off. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. afraid to build the neck up, get a little bit bigger form, shave the neck down. We cut heads off on a regular basis to get the nose to eye measurement correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question, Jeff. But yeah, I mean, I would say you know, try some different problem. stuff. Don't just use one. Try some different stuff. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Jeff's swimming yeah. at me with the, the All right. there. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Granted, I Sweet. messed it up after he left I, by painting it. Jeff's <laughs> 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 like, what am I no. getting into with this fucking guy? Right? <laughs> <laughs> now it worked. It's all about pre- preser- preserving a memory. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's a good Thank you, Jeff. That's hey, right. another thing, is. too, is those forms that I mentioned, they cooperate really good. They're easy to mount. They got good anatomy. Um there's not as much prep work to do them on them because the, the artist already incorporated a lot of that definition and detail into the form. And there's so many different sizes. Mm-hmm. Jeff, are you going to do some turkey hunting? Yeah, they're a good, they're a good starting point. Sometimes, you know, that some of these guys, I think that their necks are a little bit off from what I have been seeing. Uh, but clay you is know, your friend. Good taxidermist is going to be able to hack that form up and kind of you know, oh yeah, that's big boy taxidermist chopping it all up to kind of customize it. Yep. Like I don't like just, you don't slap a a hide on a form. That's not taxidermy. You got to chop it up, cut heads off, build necks up, shave them down to get it to fit the the right size of the animal. I take all my measurements on the animal when it comes in, Hmm. order something close to that size and go from there. Hmm. Yep. Exactly. Close is the key word there. Oh, yeah. And the nice thing is deer, there's so many deer forms, you can always get close. But you start getting into African stuff, (laughs) you got a lot of work to do. (laughs) Yep, yep. Bad and lots of ticks to deal with. (laughs) Yeah. Don't get into taxidermy if you're scared of ticks. (laughs) (laughs) Covered in. I don't struggle with that. Hey, man, nice talking to you. (laughs) Good talking. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for calling in. Number one fan. For sure. Him that's and awesome. Him and Jameson. Yep. Very cool. You got a For son sure. that's a freaking sharpshooter with a bow. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. He's good. He is really yep. good. He's going to be someone to keep your eye on in the hunting industry, I swear. Oh, yeah. For He's sure. A killer. In archery. Yeah. In, in archery, 100%. Well, and he, he does well shooting deer, too. Look who his dad is. Yep. Yankee the gangster. Mm-hmm. I gave him that nickname. That's not a real nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I also call Greg the gangster, so I don't know what that is. Another taxidermy tip, too. I know we're talking about turkeys, but bring your stuff in fresh or frozen. I don't want stinky stuff, rotten stuff. I've heard that. Hides can slip. Gal. Mm-hmm. Bring, she's like, if someone else sends me a freaking head that's rotted, I will not do it. Like skulls? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Half the heads we get are rotten. That's just part of the territory. Yeah. 
But I teach my customers, right? You get them in the mail that way or whatever. Oh, that's gross. Because they're they're probably not packaged right. They're coming in, thawed out, Mm. bleeding. Ugh. Yeah, that's nasty. That's what Willie's job is. Yeah. Deal with all the stinky heads. Yeah, I te- if someone brings <laughs> me a dead a shirt head. for Willie, that's, 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 that's Willie's job. Yeah. Deadhead Willie. <laughs> you should totally, I'm telling you, like, there's the dumb shirts like that that do the best. I know, right? We should. Guess who's going to wear that shirt? Willie. Willie. Yeah. He's got Everything's friends. Everything's like, I want one. <laughs> Willie, what the fuck's with that shirt? I don't know, man. I wear it to work every day. The nice thing nice. about the way we do our skulls is it takes the smell right out of them. Okay. So you can be me a rotten deadhead and we can clean it right up, make it look good. Cool. Freshen it up, no stink. Do you have another call on? Oh, we do. Uh, I gotta make a little call sound. So we gotta get on this call thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Try it for our podcast. Hey, Kyle, you're live on the Weird Hunt podcast. What's up? What's going on, man? It's been a while. It's been a little bit. Yeah, we've both been busy, but uh, you're a top fan of the podcast. I'm glad to have a call. What do you got? We got some (laughs) questions? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So. Obviously, so originally I was from Waukesha. You're familiar with that, but letting those guys know. Um, and I hunt out in uh, Platteville, Lancaster area. So, but now being up in uh, Hudson, um, my question is this. If I were to get, say, turkey opening week or whatever, drop it off for taxidermy, do I have to be the one to pick it up or can I have a family relative um, come pick it up? Do Tur- they kind of, do, do you guys do that kind of thing? Yeah, or? turkeys are good to go. I just need your consent. You call me, FaceTime me, Instagram okay. me, whatever you want. Say, hey, so-and-so's picking it up, done deal. Gets a little bit different with migratory birds because that's federally regulated, but turkeys don't migrate. Yeah. They just run around to be oh, stupid. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> about, so, but, but hold on a second. So if it is a migratory bird, then it's a different kind yeah, of I, thing. Yeah, I'm licensed by the United States Fish and Wildlife to do those, and you have to have a tag with them, and they have to be picked up by the owner and dropped off by the owner. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Big or shipped with the tag, you can do that too. Yeah. Interesting. I meant yeah. shipped. Holy I mean, shipped. there's a lot of there's a lot of areas that people cross all the time. It's not a big deal, but um, sure. If you're transporting a, a duck, you know, from one place to the other, if it leaves your possession and doesn't have a tag on it, that's a federal offense. Holy cow! Yeah, I'm sure. And if you ever need, that. if you ever go on those trips and need tags, just reach out to me. I can email you some, and it's just your hunting license, your name, where you shot it, what it is, what kind of mount you want, sign it. Kyle, you gonna make the trip? Where do you hunt, Kyle? Yeah. Are you hunting up there? Are you we, coming down here at all, or what? I so, no, I so I my uncle's got a farm down there, um, basically between Ellensboro and uh, Lancaster. Yeah, that's okay. not too um, far from our shop. So, uh, Grand County. Yeah, yeah, we're so, in Grand County when we hunt. I got, Grand County, dude, the bucks, man. Yeah, oh yes. Tag for uh, first season down there for turkey. Yeah, very cool. Um, and then, uh. Gun deer, I, Eric and I have talked to this normal doing bow, but this year I promised my six-year-old daughter that I'll take her on our first gun deer, so we'll go down there for uh, deer and go take something down there. But since you guys are basically on the way back to Waukesha, where my family's from, and yeah, I mean like you that, pretty much drive right by us, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, right at one fifty-one into Madison there. Yep. So. My backyard is 151. You can't miss it. Deer processing. Outdoor addiction right on the building. (laughs) You'll see the truck. Hey, and and here's another thing, too. You bring me a turkey, I'm going to remove the breasts also and vacuum seal them for you. So you're going to get your meat back. And depending on when it happens, maybe you'll get some cheese curds. Do you guys just do breasts or do you do thighs and stuff, too? Um, Probably just the breasts because we got to take different measurements and stuff, and we might get get them a little unsanitary during the skinning process. But the breasts I can do for you. Sweet. Do you guys do jerky and stuff for turkeys, or do you guys just do breast them out? You bring me 50 pounds, I will. 
<laughs> That's a lot of turkeys, though. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Is that a threat? No. Yeah. Dude, I'll do anything for the threat. As long as you follow my rules. <laughs> Is that a threat? This is Burger King. You can't have it your way, Kyle. <laughs> have it your way. 50 pound minimum. Where'd right. you say you were? <laughs> Hudson. Wait. Hudson. You're up in Hudson? Yeah. Would no, you do Dad. delivery all the way up there? I would. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Test me. Try me out, dude. I've gone to Iowa. I've gone to freaking north of Milwaukee. Yeah, I'll figure it out. You're one of those awesome business owners that's like, I'll fucking do anything. I will. Yeah, it's, it's a snowstorm. It's a blizzard. I'm there. Yeah, dude, that's why Four my business drive, is growing that's why I so well. I got a beer. Yeah. We're good, right? Yeah. Yep. He's that's got nice. the rack like truck, so it's free advertising. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah, works out. Shit. Sweet. Good questions, Kyle. Right on. Great. Yeah, man. Good luck. Hope yeah, to see you. I appreciate it, guys. Yep. Hey, send customer. me a message on Instagram. Yeah, take it easy. Appreciate it. All right. See you later. See you, Kyle. We'll do for sure. Thanks. Bye. Cool. That's what my job's all about right there. That's great. I love that. Yeah, that's one of the best parts. Yep. The intrinsic value you get from being in the business or to help people. So what is that? I mean, that's the most fulfilling. Honestly, mm-hmm. the most fulfilling I get is when I train people. So I do a little you boot camps and that. stuff. So if you ever want to learn, I do small group, one-on-one. Uh, I could do taxidermy business training. I mean, whatever you want to learn, just reach out to me, and I'd be more than happy to teach you. That's, okay. That I feel the best when I get done doing that by nice. far. Nice helping people learn. So yeah, because this do is for my here. I paid sixty three hundred bucks for a course. It didn't I mean I, I learned a bunch of shit for sixty three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to teach people the way I've learned over the years, learn the hard way, save you some struggles, save you some money, save you some time, and see you light up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone I've taught, they just they're like, wow, this looks better than blah blah blah, or they're like, I didn't know this. You know, they're mm-hmm. it's just it, I love it. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I've taught. No, I guess I wouldn't say I've taught, but I've helped a lot of people with their podcasts. And I think everyone like should ours. do one, right? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> ours. they're happy to do that. You should. There should be more of us, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm the last person that's going to be this competitive, you know, psycho that's like, no, no, don't do it. Go nuts. Like, there's more <laughs> for everybody to teach people how to do I know. Things, you know? We, we just did so. one with a guy who was like a coyote. He's a coyote whisperer. He really knows yeah. what he's doing. And he goes, people hold all these secrets back. Like, dude, hunting is a dying industry. Don't yeah. hold anything we back. Teach to, people. Yes. To be effective, get new people into it. Because at the end of the day, box, uh, I won't shut up for the rest. Yeah, of the night. Like, <laughs> there's All plenty right. out there. I planted a seed when you got here. When we were scarping down some venison spaghetti. Oh man, venison. I want to hear about your most memorable hunt. Oh man, I'm gonna mute our mic so you have the floor. All right, <laughs> as long as I don't mute your mic. <laughs> the name Outdoor Addiction actually has like some meaning behind it. I used to be addicted to hunting. Didn't care about anything else. Didn't care about friends, family, work. All I did was hunt. Every day, bow hunted, went out. That's all I gave a shit about. So anyways, back in those days, which I transformed now into my business energy. I'm all in. Super addicted. I love it. Um, 2012, Halloween. And another little backup. Halloween is my favorite day to bow hunt. I don't know about you guys. Have you ever shot anything on Halloween? But that's when Allison just shot her buck this year, too. It's the, it's the day. I've shot my biggest buck three separate times on Halloween. My first deer on Halloween. Like, that's just my day, right? Everyone's got their day. So 2012, Halloween. I'm like, all right, doing an all-day sit. Went and sat this one farm in the morning. Cold, windy. Face was red. Didn't see any deer. I'm like, ah, I'm moving. All-day sit, you know, moved around to a different stand. Got got in about 1 o'clock. I had a little camera with me. I'm a, I was going to film it, you know. I wanted to be one of those guys. I'm like, I'm going to get this on video. <laughs> and I hadn't at this point. So I'm climbing up into my stand, getting my little camera arm hung up. And I looked down, I'm like, holy shit, there's a big buck. That would have been like the biggest buck at the time I'd ever shot. So I like grabbed my bow, pushed the camera away, drew back 12 yards, like he didn't stop. And I, he's like on a walk, let it go, double lunged him, ran away, dropped over. I was like, oh my God, that was the best thing ever. 
you know, got to watch him go down. It, as good as it gets, my biggest buck, biggest buck with a bow, super close encounter, and it happened at 1 in the afternoon. So if that ain't the rut, I don't know what is. <laughs> I'm just freaking out. I, like, called a couple buddies, and all of a sudden I hear, tch, 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 tch. I'm like, that's another deer. <laughs> so I turn around, I see a doe running. I'm like, oh, man. I, like, still didn't even have an arrow knocked because I shot this this buck already. And keep in mind, this was earn a buck back then, and I had two buck tags. You shoot a doe, you get a buck, which I had from the year before, and then the tag, which I just shot the first buck with. So the doe kind of runs by. I'm like, shoot, I don't have an arrow knocked. He's like, otherwise, I probably would have shot it. And she kind of trotted up over the hill, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. It's still like 1.30, somewhere in that time frame. And then I hear, I turn around. To this day, the biggest buck I've ever seen in the wild, in the woods. I mean, if I had to guess, like, I remember it, this was 2012. I remember it like it was yesterday, exactly what this deer looked like, how big it was, what he was doing, full sneak, coming through the woods, trotting after the doe, right on her trail, same place she came from, which was behind me. So I kind of turn around, it stops, I still didn't have my arrow knocked, like, it was just that fast. I look at it, I'm like, and then it looks up at me, I'm like, well, I'm not moving now, and then it looks down, and then it run. it just trotted off after the doe. I mean, it, it was probably 170 inch white. It was wow. just a monster. Perfect, typical, 22 probably inches wide. Huge deer. I'm like, oh, I was at this point, I was like kind of sick to my stomach. I'm like, I had a buck tag and I didn't have an arrow knocked. But that's how you learn hunting, right? You make mistakes, you get good, you learn. So I'm like, oh, okay. At least I got one nice buck. But that was like the biggest deer I've ever seen. And turn around. I'm like, well, fuck it. Knocked an arrow. I'm just sitting there. Soaking it up. I could still see the deer laying down. By this point, it's probably in between 2 and 2.30, and I look. I'm sitting on a valley. There's a field behind me, the creek at the bottom, and then it goes uphill. I see a just a monster buck coming down the hill. I'm like, dude, I'm in. I don't know where I'm at, but this is like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> There's just rut action going on everywhere. And this buck is bigger than the one I shot, but not as big as the one that just mm-hmm. snuck by me. He goes down to the creek, drinks water, tongues hanging out. And this is 2 in the afternoon. Two in the afternoon. And then he walks up the same trail where I shot the first buck. Same trail. Like 10 yards. Tried to stop him. He didn't stop. Same thing. Doom. Double lunged him. He ran off and died like a little bit farther than the first one. I was like, all right, I'm tagged out. I'm getting out of my stand. Wow. <laughs> ran down and I got on the trail that they were on. Rubs, scrapes, trees torn up. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it was the first, the second buck was around 2.30 in the afternoon. And that was 140 inch eight pointer. The first one's like 110 inch nine pointer. So. Wow. Cool. And then I called my dad, my friends, and I was all jacked up. That was t- that was probably the best day of my life. Like it was so much fun. I'll never forget that. That's crazy. Double buck bonus. If you're yeah, big buck hunter. At the yeah, bar, and right? the biggest one got away. Like it was crazy. Best <laughs> day of my life. Triple buck bonus. Triple I just buck bonus. Big buck hunter in my head. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, shit. that was my day right there. Halloween, 2012. Unreal. I've done a lot yeah. of hunting on Halloween, hung over as shit yeah. because I was young. That's like what you do. Know, Halloween like, parties, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Like three in the morning, I'm getting home. I'm like, <laughs> but I still got it for hunting in one hour. And I did, right? you know, yeah. had chances at big ones and was probably too hungover to know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that was that's my day a, right there. That's incredible. Where were you hunting? Not specifically. Barneville, Wisconsin, which Barneville. is where my family's from. And that's okay. the next town over from where I'm at right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. How cool is that? And that's kind of why I wanted to move out back that way. Even when I first started my business, I didn't know where or how or when, but I knew I wanted to move back out that way to mm-hmm. be next to my hunting spots, which I don't even use anymore because I'm so busy. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> but honestly, you build a team and you'll... Yeah, and that's yeah. that's another thing real quick. I know we're probably running short on time, but... No, you're good. Um, I don't... 
this is going to sound crazy. Like, I don't really hunt that much anymore. I always go out turkey season and shoot one in the face. Like, it's a, not as busy time of year. I can sneak out. We're nice and caught up. But I don't even hunt that much anymore, and I don't even, you know, I don't really miss it that much. Well, like, I really love what I'm doing. You're in what you're doing anyway. I am, so yeah. close to the But same. here's the thing. Yep. I know if I went and sat out in a tree stand here in the rut, I'd be completely fucked and want to go every day. <laughs> <laughs> so hey let's guys, be real. I need you to really pick up my flag. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But and another thing, too, is I am building a team. I hired a couple mm-hmm. artists that work for me, mm-hmm. and then um, I got some people that help out with the deer processing, and so I have an awesome team behind me now. Like, I got it to this point, and now they're helping me get it to the next point. So mm-hmm. shout out to my team. Shout out to my mom for letting me start this in the garage. Thanks for coming, Andy. Yeah, God, yeah. I can't imagine. Is there any, <laughs> any like moments you can think where your mom like came and was like, uh, "Yeah," before it like, even starts, she's like, "You're not doing it here." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay," and then I showed up with some dead deer. <laughs> yeah, I I've got plenty of moments where your mom's just screaming at you, and we're just sitting in the garage drinking beer, watching you mount something. That's what our Friday, she, Saturday, yeah, is consistent. But she got used like 19, to it. She's really supportive of me, so yeah, it, it be, worked out in the end. She's got to be like the main stakeholder in the business at this point. Probably. I mean, shit. <laughs> she's the first investor, right? Technically Literally, speaking, yeah, you know? yeah. That's I mean, great. she. Co- I think she co-signed a loan for me to go to taxidermy school. That's beautiful. Yeah. Good for her. So, hey, that's another thing. <laughs> if you want to learn something, don't be afraid to... Spend some money to learn. Sp- you have to. Like, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of money on training courses, business courses, anything to learn. Like, that's the most important thing. Invest yeah. in yourself and invest in your knowledge, and you can you can get anywhere you want. That's cool. Well, that's it. That, that's a wrap, guys. How do people find you on the internet? Where should yeah. they go on their phones? Um, Outdoor Addiction Taxidermy on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Outdoor Addiction Taxidermy and Wild Game Processing. Um, Facebook. Alex Lease, YouTube Alex Lease. So our podcast is under my name, Alex Lease, on my channel on YouTube, and we post lots of taxidermy videos okay. and whatever we're doing. Then Instagram OA podcast for the for the podcast, podcast. Yep. Too. And Andy, where do they find you? Uh, I don't know. Borchers Andrew twenty two or something. Spell that out. No idea. Borchers B O R C H E R S Andrews. Andrew just like it sounds. 22. Andrew twenty two. Yeah. Yep. Borchers Andrew twenty two. And he's following my page. You can find him on there. Yeah. Yeah. And YouTube. Andy, the podcast, Instagram. Facebook. <laughs> oh yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Outdoor addiction. Our slogan is no limits. No job too big, too small. One stop shop. And we're just getting started. Say that on the first time. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. Thank really you. appreciate yeah. it. This thanks was fun. Coming out. It's great having you. Cool. Very I'm going to cool. end the live video. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for the calls, uh, Jeff. And whoa, my brain. Kyle. 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 I know Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. I love you, buddy. All right. <laughs> just just uh, it's one of those days. All right, guys. You need another Corona. Uh, yeah, that's a <laughs> virus. All right. Adios. I'm an end line video. And uh, this will be produced tonight. So you can have it in your drive-in tomorrow. <laughs>news segment uh this is news from around the country hunting news from around the country brought to you by e hunter that's e hunt and then the letter r e hunter electric hunt resource is your go-to site for anything and everything hunting related e hunter is the last one-stop shop resource you will ever need and you can check those guys out by going to ehunter.com that's e hunt the letter r.com let's go ahead and get into our news for the week Hey guys, it's Taryn Hunt with eHunter.com. Back again this week with your news articles for March 1st to March 7th. We actually had articles this week from really all over the United States, um, but I'm going to start this week in Utah. Uh, the first article that we had posted was about six elk that were poached uh, there in Utah. 
A couple guys went on a little bit of a poaching spree and ended up killing six elk in the process. Pretty sad story. That one got quite a bit of, bit of attention uh, via social media. Uh, people were pretty upset about that that little poaching spree that they went on. There's a couple sides to the story, but check out that article for the details on it. The other one for Utah was the possibility of hunting in Utah state parks. They're going through some legislation right now to uh, possibly allow us to hunt animals in some of the state parks there in Utah. Again, we detail it all in the article, so so go check out that article. Cool opportunity. Uh, there's a lot of big animals in some of those state parks, so maybe a good opportunity. Again, there's two sides to that coin. So check that one out, see what you think. I'll move next to Colorado. Colorado has a whole bunch of hunting changes going into 2020, and actually right now, the big application, big game application period is open. And so go ahead and get yourself educated. If you're planning to go to Colorado this year, or actually even next year, because a lot of these rules actually will apply to next year as well, um, go ahead and get yourself familiarized with some of those changes. We do a pretty good job of detailing each one of the new changes for 2020. Um, and again, if, if you're interested in hunting Colorado in the near future, definitely educate yourself on some of those changes. There's some different opportunities as well as some different date changes, uh, fees, uh, fee changes, things like that. So uh, being a Colorado resident myself, a lot of these were very applicable to, to me. My next article is in Kentucky. And again, has to do with poaching. It seems like that's an article that, or a, a topic that we posted a lot of articles on lately. But in, in Kentucky, there were two bull elk that were poached. And not only were they poached, they were also just left to waste. So, you know, a lot of poachings happen across you know, the entire United States, but a lot out here in the West. But a lot of the animals are poached and then taken home and actually consumed. Uh, very rarely. Well, I guess I shouldn't even say very rarely, but it's really sad when we get these stories of animals that are poached then just left to waste. There's no benefit from them. So poaching in itself is absolutely horrible, but then to leave it there to waste, especially in Kentucky where the elk herds aren't huge, uh, pretty sad deal. So check out that article. And then the last one I'm going to put on here, this one actually is very interesting, and people are probably going to wonder where I come from on that, but the, the article was about Vermont um, trying to to save moose from ticks. Uh, and I know that sounds really kind of funky, but uh, very interesting read. Um, the, there's been a pretty bad tick infestation there with uh, on some of the animals, uh, some of the moose that have been taken lately. So Vermont is working to eliminate those ticks it is an interesting read so go ahead and and check that out so and those are your news articles from march 1st to march 7th go ahead and check out ehunter.com for any new updates um and let us know if you have any questions thanks guys Our tip of the week is brought to you by Deer Vein. Head on over to DeerVane.com. Anthony Heller is the man. He's got the most practical, quick-hit whitetail tips uh, for tactics and, and just general great advice from a good human. And uh, so I really love hearing from him on a weekly basis. If you want more, uh, 
check out his YouTube channel or his Instagram or his Instagram TV. Super good content, something that I'm sure all of us can learn from or reinforce by tuning in. So let's hear what Anthony has to say for our tip of the week this week. What's up, everybody? Anthony Heller here with Deervane, and this week's tip of the week is actually related to turkey hunting. Uh, while I'm out shed hunting, while I'm out deer scouting, I'm also really keeping in mind where I find turkey tracks and where I see turkeys because I do love to turkey hunt. Um, they are everywhere. They have great meat. Turkey nuggets are some of my favorite things to cook up in the spring, especially if you can find a few morels with them. But uh, keep keep an eye out for those turkey tracks and remember where they are because a lot of times on public land especially, you get out there and there's already somebody in your spot or there's someone in your second spot or your third spot. And being able to have multiple spots really helps you be more successful so you don't go out to one area and get stuck. So get out there while you're scouting, look for those turkeys and have a plan A, B, C, D, E, and F. Turkey hunting is one of my favorite things because it's it's a hunt that you can do the entire day. It's not just the first hour of light and the last hour of light. A lot of success happens midday. So having all those spots where you can just kind of roam around a piece is awesome. It's a lot of fun and it really helps you get more opportunities. So I hope that helps guys and uh, catch you next time. Thanks Anthony for another great tip. Uh, it is turkey season. It's well, not just yet, but it's upon us. It's, it's coming. So super good advice. And we had some great advice coming from uh, Outdoor Addiction Taxidermy too about like if you want to get it mounted, how you might want to go about that shot placement and stuff. Uh, hey, everybody, thanks again for tuning into the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. The reviews that have been coming into iTunes have been super meaningful for Greg and I. Uh, that's our oxygen. At least it's mine. I'm not sure about, about Greg. Uh, you know, but for us, it's it's great feedback. You know, we had the one review that said your, your content is great. Your guests are great. The topics are great, but your audio sucks. Hopefully, we've um, navigated around that by implementing some new equipment and stuff and try to make the audio better. Added some new segments. Uh, we're always trying to evolve and do more better stuff for you, the listeners. And thanks to our callers that called in this week. Jeff and Kyle, appreciate that a whole bunch. You know, that just really makes the show. Uh, it's one of my favorite times of the show is when someone calls in. So I appreciate that a whole bunch. Um, we air every Tuesday live. So if you want to check us out then, great. That's when you can call in. Uh, so it's 7 p.m. Central Time to 8 p.m. Central Time. We'll almost always have a guest, but not always. And uh, thanks to our sponsors. And honestly, you know, if you're able and willing to send a review, fantastic. We also launched our most memorable hunts a couple weeks ago which are um, film scored audio production pieces of our guests' most memorable hunts that they share with us on the show. Um, something that we're really excited about and we hope that you all enjoy as kind of a bonus feature of content, a mini series that we're doing. So anyway, I'm just rambling at this point. I, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that uh, I have a mic in front of me and y'all listen. So if you love the show, if you have some feedback about the show, send us a review, put it on iTunes. Uh, that means a lot to us. It helps us rank up so more folks find us and can consume our content. Other than that, have a great day in Hunt Public.